have weathered Feels like this road just might go on forever Carry on You keep on giving But every day this world just keeps on taking Your tired heart is on the edge of breaking Carry on Weary traveler What an amazing video. What a great message. Weary traveler, you won't be weary long. There are so many of you in this chat right now who are weary. I understand that. We, I get it all the time. But there is a well. There is a well that you can go to that never runs dry. That'll make you feel like you were never even weary at all. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Bring it to me. Bring it to the foot of the cross. You don't need to feel that way. It's already been defeated. What you're feeling is artificial. It's not real. Don't let it take you over. Be who you were created to be, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you all very much for joining me now on this episode number 42 42 shows of Rise Up. 42 shows of Rise Up. Nurse says, I'm so grateful that because of Jesus, I get to spend eternity with you guys. Think about that. LFA family is now an eternal family. We are not just an earthly family. When I die, if I were to die tomorrow, guess what? I'll be waiting for you in heaven. I'll be broadcasting live from heaven instead of live from America. It'll be incredible. You just pop on your heavenly rumble every day and you'll be able to listen to live 
from heaven. It's it really is a uh, it's a blessing. And uh, once you realize exactly what God has given us and what He gives us every day, um, compared to what we actually uh, deserve to have, uh, it's there. There are no words. It in it is in of itself an absolute miracle. Lisa Maupin put in a $5 donation. She said, $5 Friday. Thank you for all you've done and all you do. All glory to God. All glory to God. Do we have any birthdays? Do we have any birthdays? I know that there's been a lot of people in the chat this morning asking for prayers. And uh, I saw them as I was coming in. Do we have any birthdays that we can sing happy birthday before we get into the show? Because it is Friday and I've got one heck of a show lined up for you today. I'm going to tell you some things that you have probably never heard in your life. Who has Max? M-A-X? Max's birthday, folks. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Max. Happy birthday to you. Do you know that was my grandfather's name? My grandfather's name was Max. Miranda Dolan says, Lord, lift up my LFA family today. Meet each need and bring joy to our hearts in the midst of our trials. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Kathy Cappy says, I'm really painful, but not as bad as a bad rotator cuff surgery. Uh, I actually uh, tore my rotator cuff when I was younger as well. And I know what that feels like, Kathy. I'm right there with you. Now we've got uh, Eli Producer, LFA Producer in there, said we got 181 rumbles, folks. If you've not liked this video, please give it the thumbs up. Give it the like now as we are approaching eight minutes past the hour. Terry Lynn says, I need the armor of God, Lord and Heavenly Father. Lord and Heavenly Father, our, our sister, Terry, is asking, praying, begging for the armor of God. Please bestow the armor on her today. Give her the breastplate of righteousness, the, the, uh, the, 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 the helmet of salvation. The, uh, give her the, all of the, the, the shoes, the, 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 the belt, the shield, the sword. She needs the armor of God, Lord. Please bestow that upon her today. So many great people in here, folks, as we're approaching 800 people. We've got Holly, RMA Apparel. She's in the building. She's up. Folks, guess what? Holly is rising up at 6 a.m. with her Rise Up coffee. Maybe she has some. Maybe she doesn't. If she doesn't, I've got to send Holly some for free because she's done so much for me and my family as well. Uh, if you guys are uh, up this morning, whether it's 9, 8, 7, or 6 a.m., glad that you uh, could make it setting your alarm clocks for this show. Those of you who are doing that, you understand the fight that we are in. The fight not against flesh and blood, but the fight against spiritual demonic forces. Somebody said, Jeremy, I have yesterday as episode 42. Oh, is today episode 43? I'm, I'm even getting lost. If it is, I will edit and make it uh, episode 43. I apologize. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm so very excited to bring you some of the stuff that I have today. Now, you'll notice that you did not get a morning newsletter today, and that's my fault. I did not have time to send out a morning newsletter. However, I do have a great title for today, and that is You Need a Goliath. You need a Goliath in your life. David needed a Goliath, and so do you. And we'll get to that right after our morning prayer. Let's go to prayer now. Now, I want to read something for you that you probably have never heard. This is going to blow your mind. So I hope you're ready to have your mind absolutely blown. Let's see, where do I have this here? It's probably as good a place as any. Give me one second here, folks. There it is. The original Hebrew of the Lord's Prayer is very, very different than the Lord's Prayer that we say. Now, we say when we do the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. That is what we know. However, there was a Greek translation translated into an English translation all the way from a Hebrew translation and some things get mixed up. I want to pray today in the original Hebrew translation of what it was said and how it was said by Jesus in that time. And you may have never heard this and you might have heard this. I don't know. But are you ready for this? Listen up. O cosmic birther of all radiance and vibration, soften the ground of our being and cover within us a space where your presence can abide. Fill us with your creativity so that we may be empowered to bear the fruit of your mission. Let each of our actions bear fruit in accordance to our desire. Endow us with the wisdom to produce and share what each being needs to grow and flourish. Untie tangled threads of destiny that binds us as we release others from the entanglement of their past mistakes. Do not let us be seduced by that which will divert us from our true purpose, but illuminate the opportunities of the present moment. For you are the ground and a fruitful vision the birth, the power, and fulfillment gathered and made whole once again, and so it is. And so it is. For you are the ground and the fruitful vision, the birth and the fulfillment gathered and made whole once again, and so it is. That is the original. That is, that is, if you were to take what Hebrew, the Hebrew language, and actually go word for word, rather than translated to a Greek way of saying it or an English way of saying it. Now, I'm not saying that the English way of saying it is wrong. It still says the same thing. But if you were to go word for word, or at least the best you could, to an English translation, that is the Lord's Prayer. So what I will do is I will copy this Lord's Prayer and I will send it out in a newsletter tomorrow morning as an actual newsletter. So you normally don't get newsletters on Saturday and Sunday. You will get one tomorrow morning and it will be this original translation of what the Lord's Prayer was supposed to be. Beautiful. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for giving us literature and books and history thank you for giving us the internet thank you for giving us knowledge because knowledge is power and the greatest knowledge of all lord is heavenly knowledge that we which we receive from you every day as a free gift and all we have to do is ask all we have to do is believe what does it take to believe lord what does it take to believe does believe mean what we think it means or is believe a lot deeper i believe That believe means a commitment, not just a thought. I believe it means commitment. I believe it means taking that commitment and putting that commitment into action. I believe it means doing works that other people can see and imitate, not rather than you just tell them something, Lord. That is what I think believe actually means. And I thank you for that knowledge. I thank you, Lord, for this life, this breath. We know that if we're here listening to this right now, then whatever you created us to be is not yet accomplished, has not yet been fulfilled. We are not here just to merely exist. We are not here to watch TV and go to work and make a living and pay bills. We are not here for any of that. We're not here by accident. We know this, Lord. So please, please reveal to each and every one of us why we're here and what we're able to do and what we're supposed to do. Only then can we come home. We thank you. We ask for a blessing. We ask for you to answer all prayers in the comment thread today here on Live from America, LFA TV, Rise Up, Lord. 
We know you're with us because where there are two or more gathered, you are in the midst and you dwell here. Lord, please cover us in your blessings. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't beat God, ladies and gentlemen, so you might as well join him. And I was very, very, very stoked this morning to be able to bring you the Lord's Prayer as it was meant to be said, or at least the closest possible way that we can say it in English to the way it was originally said in Hebrew, Aramaic. I I don't know exactly what Jesus spoke. I don't know the difference that much between Hebrew, Hebrew and Aramaic. I imagine they're very similar. I don't know. I'm very ignorant when it comes to languages. Uh, But I did research this to make sure that that was true. I don't want to give you false statements, and that definitely is true. So let's have our first uh, slurp of our Rise Up coffee here this morning. Mm. And by the way, folks, we're selling a lot more um, of the American pecan, which is a light and, uh, excuse me, there we go which is a light uh, medium roast. Uh, so we have a very limited amount of that left before we, uh, before we order in uh, more coffee to, to fill the bags with. Um, and big shout out to Cherokee Roast Coffee because they've partnered with us to do this. Everything is roasted right here in the United States of America. So uh, the, the, the American pecan is flying. The, the dark roast, which is the Sumatra Gold, it doesn't sell as well, but I just don't think there's that many dark roast coffee drinkers out there. But both of them are very, very rich in flavor. Okay, Jesus spoke in all language, says Larry Reha. Larry, I love that, my brother. I love you. Thank you for that. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not done so, share the video. Uh, I ask that you spread the gospel, not gossip, and that's the best way to do it, is sharing to all your social media platforms. You may be of the mindset of, if I do it, it's not that big of a deal. Matter of fact, if you do it, you never know who you're going to save. God works in great, mysterious, beautiful, and powerful ways, folks. Okay. Spot on. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so if you have this book, we're going to get into our first book, which is One Minute Prayer for Dads. Um, Now, again, I titled today's show, You Need a Goliath, and I'm going to play an audio soundbite for you after I read from page 150 on One Minute Prayer for Dads. This is our first book of many that we get through if we can get through all of them. And all we use these devotional books for is just to give us a reference, just to give us a guide to a specific verse in the great B-I-B-L-E. Then we break it down from there. And that's kind of what this show is all about. It's a lot like like, um, church, but in a different way, right? Um, see my rant, please. I can't see rant. I'm, I'm busy trying to do a show. I apologize. Uh, moving forward, our true work, Proverbs 16, three, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So again, folks, belief is not just merely something that you think is true. I believe that belief comes with commitment and with commitment, it comes, you have to fulfill that commitment. And how do you fulfill a commitment? You fulfill a commitment by um, honoring a promise or doing what you say you're going to do or showing people your works. That's how you honor a commitment. So I, I think that belief is so much more than just saying, I, I really honestly think that what I was told that Jesus Christ was a human being, but also the son of God who lived and died a sinless life so that he could save each and every one of us from the sins that we are born in. That is a thought process that leads to belief. Belief is a commitment. It's deep. And that's what this is saying here. Again, Proverbs. Oh, donation rant. Okay, I'll look at that in a minute, okay? Um, Proverbs 16.3. Many busy men get caught up in a work that may not be their true work. It may even be a good work. But remember the old saying that the good is the enemy of the best. What is your best and true work? Set that at the forefront of your mind today and every day forward. Let your true work of fatherhood be the work you commit to the Lord. And it says, Lord, what is my true work here on earth? No, it's not my job. I get that. I know my true work is to is depositing truth in the lives of my children. It's giving them the foundation they need for a successful life. My true work is loving my kids in such a way 
that they know the truth without, without a single doubt. Father, keep me clear on the important job I have of parenting my kids. I commit this true work to you. Establish my life as a good father. Bless my kids as I lead them into truth. You guys, there's really nothing more important as a man if you are a dad, a father. There's really nothing more important in your life outside of God than the way you raise and lead your family. Because, and that is why the Marxists, Black Lives Matter, the left, the people who hate God and are running away from God, that's why they want to break down the Western idea of the family nucleus. They understand that the most powerful thing that we have in this country outside of our Bibles and the word of God is the family nucleus. And why is that? Because that's what you, when you do, when you have a family and when God is at the center of the supper table and when there's prayer and devotion and when you are leading your family as a father, then you are imitating God. And we read the other day, I believe it was two days ago, about imitation, right? Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, right? Well, we are supposed to imitate good, not evil. And you cannot imitate good if you don't imitate God, okay? You cannot imitate good if you do not imitate God. And imitating God means having a family nucleus, a father, a mother, and children that have God's word at the center. So when they want to destroy the family nucleus, where do you think the LGBTQPIOP, whatever uh, uh, movement, the alphabet mafia, right? Where do you, why do you think that their first thing is to attack traditional marriage? Because that is where God dwells. They've got to get God out of everything. You guys got to understand here. When the Bible says that we are not at war with flesh and blood, but we are at war with a spiritual force, that spiritual force dwells and resides inside flesh and blood. So don't go try to look for it in thin air like it's a ghost. It resides and dwells in these people. That is where demons have to be. They must occupy bodies. They must make these mindless morons on the left uh, meat puppets to do their bidding. So their bidding is to destroy God. Everything outside of so when the 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 suspension in school if you use the wrong pronouns the 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 violation that you get at work from human resources because you did not use the word man or woman when you were referring to somebody the whole it's okay to raise a child when you're a gay couple all of this it might seem like it's not that much on the outside like it's crazy people but what it really is are the demonic forces getting God out of everything. And they're just using human ways to do it. So you don't really think that it's a spiritual demonic force that's doing it. They want to get God out of the schools. They want to get God out of the families. They want to get God out of conversation. They want to get God off the money. They want to get God out and off of everything because only then, only when they create a godless society do they create a hopeless society. And when they create a hopeless society... They create a joyless society. And when they create a joyless society, you have mindless depression drones walking around just looking for the next order to fulfill. But it's the wrong order. You're taking orders from the wrong master. You have the wrong manager there. That's because, ladies and gentlemen, God's, God's design of the family nucleus and the hierarchy of Man, women, child, animals. It's not there to oppress any of the ones below. It is there to uplift. Let me tell you this right now. And I'm going to be very frank and candid with this. The best women in the world. The best women in the world. What does that mean? The most protected women in the world. The most praised women in the world. The most unoppressed but lifted up and put on a pedestal women in the world. The most loved women in the world. The most free women in the world are women who embrace God's design. They are not oppressed. They are not lower than the man. As a matter of fact, they came from our rib. We are one. There is no way man can be better 
than a woman because we are one flesh in marriage under God. That does not mean that there isn't a design in which the man is supposed to fit a role, the woman is supposed to fit a role, the child is supposed to fit a role, and the animals are supposed to fit a role. The most happy women on the planet are Christian women. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Let's go. And I'm not mad. Some people go, why are you mad? I'm not mad. I am passionate. I am preaching, ladies and gentlemen. The Holy Spirit is speaking with a megaphone through me. Let's see what the chat says. It's much easier raising a child with God in the center of both of our husband and I following God's word. Amen, says Nanny. Amen, girl. Yes, Jeremy, they're working overtime to get rid of God's creation, but God made us and God will deliver us. Shelly Rose says that is happening in Canada. Yes, it is. I love ribs. So women are okay, I guess. (laughs) Good one, bad moon. I love ribs too. I love seeing your comments, you guys. Amen. Amen. Look at all that. Preach it. Amen. Amen. How can all of these people, these God-fearing, God-loving people that are in the chat right now, how could they all be wrong? Do you think that they are literally just, do you think that Majorva and Lab Tech, do you think that they're just agreeing with me because they want me to give them a gold star of the day? Yay, you agreed with Jeremy. Some loudmouth on a microphone. Yay. No, these people are obviously with knowledge. They obviously have a conscience. Con meaning with science, meaning knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Without God, America will fall, says Shelly Rose. Yes, without God, every nation will fall. Amanda Collins says, preach it in the name of Jesus. You got it, girl. You got it. Biker says, Jesus, we need you now. F. Graves says, I love your passion. Amen. Prayer was taken out of school in 1962, said Brian King. Now, I'm going to play you an audio. And it's where I got the idea of naming the show today, You Need a Goliath. So let me play the, let me play the audio for you first. And then we'll talk about it. You ready for this? Some sort of challenge, some sort of test. When you run into your Goliath, you have come into your kingdom. David needed Goliath. Goliath announced you have arrived. Goliath is not there to kill you. Goliath is there to introduce you. Until Goliath comes, oh, I feel like preaching now. Until Goliath comes, David is just a shepherd boy. But Goliath put David's talents on full display. Goliath separated David from the other shepherd boy. Goliath put him in a class all by himself. If anything at all, David should have paid Goliath because the king wouldn't have paid David no attention if it wasn't for the Goliath he fought. The reason you're fighting what you're fighting right now is that God's creating a stage for his anointing to rest on. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Let me show you one more thing. In front of every major move of God, there will always be some sort of storm, some sort of challenge, some sort of test. When you run into your Goliath, you have come into your kingdom. David needed Goliath. Abraham needed Pharaoh. Amen? Jesus needed the cross. I mean, if you really want to get down and dirty, no one needed the flood. How many more you want to keep going? We can go through the entire Bible. John needed 
Herod. There's no possible way for any of us Why is everybody talking about T.D. Jakes? Because that's the man who said those things? Did he say anything in that soundbite that wasn't true? I don't care what the man has said outside of his other life, or I mean outside of what he just said right there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that message, not the man. I'm talking about that message. That's a godly message. How are you supposed to get to heaven without a Goliath? How am I supposed to get to the promised land, our home, without a mountain to move? How was Jesus supposed to save everybody without the cross? That's the message. That's the message. Do you see what happened, though, in the chat? You see what happened? See how quickly Christians judge? You need to look at this person because it's not what we're talking about. That right there is the devil pulling you off message. You may not like that I just said that. You may take offense to that, but that's exactly what that is. That is no different than saying that person's a false preacher because they're saying and doing things I don't like. Yet they turned 50,000 people to God in the last year, and you didn't. I'm not saying anybody specifically. I'm saying the situation. But did you see that in the chat? You see how fast that came up? Here we are preaching a message, not a man. The only people we're going to preach as far as a man is God or an actual prophet. But how fast the devil just worked his way into the thread. Again, you may have an argument with that. You may not like that. But that's exactly what just happened. I had a conversation with my wife yesterday about this, about Christians. We are our own worst enemy. Did you know that? We are our own worst enemy. You want everybody in the world to be a Christian? Hmm? You want everybody in the world to understand the true salvation and the love and the compassion of God, not just because you want them to be with you. There was no video, Rachel. It was an audio. That's why. Jeremy just said, let the gossip, let not gossip. T.D. Jakes led more to Christ than, than we ever will. I didn't even know the, the man's name. Like I said, it was an audio. So I'm not even aware of who he is. But that message was on point. And I heard that message this morning. And I said, you know what? That's a great message. I've got to relay that to the people. So many people turn so many people away from God because of their judgmental comments. Sooner or later, you'll stop, or you won't. You'll keep going, and you'll turn more people away from God than you ever brought to God. Reading from the Bible Promise Book for Mornings and Evenings. This is titled Children, from 3 John 1 through 4. I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. And from Hebrews 2.13. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, and the children which God hath given me. Re-listen to what he said about David. He was wrong. (laughs) 
How can our children learn to be quiet and meditate on God's word when their schedules are hectic every minute? It's easy to crowd out the things that matter most to God. Ain't that something? Boy, that's a good message right there, isn't it? It's easy to crowd out the things that, what did that say? What was the exact words? Let me go back to that again. It's easy to crowd out the things that matter most to God. Huh? Wow. Funny, isn't it? How fast did we just crowd out the message? Because the man who thinks that people think said it is a bad man. Or wanted everybody to take the vaccine, apparently. Who knows? I didn't even know that. Truly don't care. Think about what, think about that, folks. You know, if you're here today to watch Rise Up, you're here for a reason. Now, that reason may be to correct somebody, maybe correct me. Maybe that reason is for your own conviction, for things that you do and say daily that you shouldn't do. I know that's why I'm here. I know that's why I'm here. I say and do things daily, even on this show, that I probably shouldn't say and do. But God's going to convict me, not you. God's going to convict you, not me. I'm not going to convict you. You're not here for Jeremy Harrell. You're here for God. You're here for the message. Eric Richards says he's pro-choice. Again, I don't know the guy. Don't know the guy. It's not the message. The message of what he said, do you agree with it or do you not? Do you agree with the message that he said or do you not? Do you agree that there would be no David without Goliath? Do you agree that there wouldn't be no Jesus without the cross? Do you agree that there would be no uh, salvation without Jesus? Do you agree that there would be no uh, moment of separating the Red Sea, parting the Red Sea, if Moses didn't have Pharaoh? Do you believe that? Because if you do, then stop talking about the man that you think said it. What is, it, what is the uh, assay, uh, assuming? You assume something? Heavenly Father, as my children grow up, I pray they will learn not just to stay busy, but how to stay still. And within that stillness, they hear your quiet voice. Amen. The rat race of life is another tool of the devil, guys. The rat race of life is another tool of the devil. You've got this to do. You've got that to do. You've got this to do. You've got that to do. Now you've got this to do. Somebody's calling. Somebody's emailing. Somebody's disagreeing with you. Oh, no. You're having a discussion. You're having a fight. Rosebud said, no, Goliath, no need to call on God. Showing compassion for our enemies is hard to do, but we must learn how to be compassionate to our enemies, says Danson. I don't care who said it, said Bad Moon. Amen. He said God wouldn't have paid attention to David if he hadn't faced Goliath. It is the other way around. God sent David. But God, David needed Goliath to call on God to show the world the might and the power of God. Do we, want to, do we want to get caught up in the revolving door of who said what and why and what? Obviously, God needed Goliath in front of David or it wouldn't have happened. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't outside of God's plan. He didn't say, oh man, I didn't expect Goliath to show up. Here, David, here, take some power real quick. No! Goliath was needed to show God's hand. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the message. Don't let Satan throw you off the message. Surrender to uh, all your will to him says, I found Jesus at my absolute lowest, and it goes both ways. No struggle, no reward, says Patty. Kitten says, exactly. 
Sherry says, I'm not Catholic, but even Mary had her Goliath. She had to overcome the shame of the people. Boom, you nailed it right there. You can't beat God, says Miranda Dolan. Amen. No jurisdiction in space. No one controls anything, says Chef. We all strive to be like Jesus, but we'll always fall short. Not to say we won't have our moments when we shine. Great, great message. Amen. Life is Goliath and God is our slingshot. Woo! That's a t-shirt. You should make that t-shirt. We shall not be separated. Wendy Wilson says, I just don't agree with how he said it. Sorry, just how I feel. That's fine. You don't have to agree with how he said it. But the message doesn't change no matter if you don't like it or if I don't like it. That's okay. That's okay that you don't like how he said it. But regardless of how he said it, the message was still there. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I was trying to say. And, and, and I, I know a lot of people say, oh, Jeremy sees something he doesn't like in the comment thread and he argues with people. No, we don't argue. We debate. We, we give each other's opinions. That doesn't mean that uh, w. Wilson's opinion is better or less than mine or mine is better or less than hers. We deal in facts and opinions. We talk about the facts and we give our opinions and that's okay. If it wasn't for that, then who's, how are we ever going to grow in Jesus? Jeremy, you and Wendy uh, uh, shouldn't have been uh, arguing like that. We weren't arguing. Is it Wendy or Wanda? I never remember. I'm sorry. We weren't arguing. We're merely having a conversation. That's what this show is supposed to be about. By the way, I get a lot of emails saying that, by the way. You shouldn't have argued with that person. Let them speak. I'm not not letting them speak. February 10th, year of our Lord, folks. Here we go. God's kind love is content. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. God's kind love is content. God's kind love is not envious. The dictionary defines envy as discontented desire or resentment aroused by another's possessions, achievements, or disadvantages. A person who is discontent or resents others, who have more things, more talents, a better job, is a person who doesn't appreciate God's love for him or her. If they would receive God's love for them, a supernatural contentment would settle into their lives. I just, I just love reading the comments, and, and, and I get distracted. I apologize. Discontent is envy and is at the root of all temptation. Take Adam and Eve, for example. Before the devil could get them to sin, he had to make them discontented. There was no, that was no small chore. How do you make people who are living in perfection dissatisfied? Wow. Wow. How do you make people... who are living in perfection, dissatisfied. Think about that. that is, that's incredible. They had no needs. They had never been hurt or abused. They couldn't blame their actions on their dysfunctional family. However, the devil made them believe they were missing out on something. He made two people living in paradise with God, dissatisfied with perfection. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. That is a skill. Now, it's not a skill that I want to have. But more, that is a skill. Making two people who have everything in perfection with God discontent and dissatisfied this shows us that contentment isn't a state of being but a state of mind if perfect people living in a perfect world could become discontented that's why the bible admonishes us to learn to be content in all situations, in all circumstances, in all of our states. Only God's love will give us the, com- the contentment that we actually desire. Grass is greener on the other side, right? 
Ask the Lord for a deeper revelation of his love for you today. Realize that any discontentment is envy. And God's love is the antidote for this crippling attitude. Being content is his love. In his love is what will keep you from temptation. Look what you don't have. Look what that person has that you don't have. Look at what that person gets to do that you don't get to do. Look at where that person gets to go. Look at the job they have. Look at the income that that person's make. Man, I would love to be them. I'd love to make a billion dollars. I'd love to have a wife like that. I wish my husband was good looking like that. Man, look at those people's house. Imagine what we would do at a house like that. Look at the car those people drive. Here we are driving these rust buckets that don't even pass inspection. Lucky, rich losers. Have you said that? I have. (laughs) I have. I find myself all the time going, oh, I wish I had that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. What? Boy, I wish I had that in the studio. I wish I had a better studio. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if we still had 40,000 people watching live so we could really spread the gospel and the truth like like nothing before. You know how many times I've said that? Wrong. Jeremy, you are wrong. I've said it recently. I'm wrong. Eli, how many times do I say, man, imagine if we had that. I wish we had that. Eli says it too. We're wrong. We are wrong in saying that. That is me being convicted in front of you. So that you don't think that I'm always telling you you're wrong and I'm right. I'm wrong. Absolutely wrong. Keep the $5 coming. Eli needs a new pair of shoes. (laughs) Let me pop on the rumble chat here because you guys are are, uh, being honest in the chat. And I love honesty. We can all disagree on things. That's good. But at the end of the day, we are all Christians here and love each other. Jeremy is awesome, and I'm so glad God sent him here to us, says W. Wilson. Do you know how much I love you, girl? Of course, of course we, are lo- we are all love. Of course. And I love when you guys express your whatever, that you, your disagreements with me. That is the greatest thing about this family. Kristen says, in the past, no longer. And if I feel it, I smash it down as fast as possible. You can't take the material stuff with you when your time is up here on earth, says Salty Debbie. Shout out to the Salty family. Salty Cracker. United we stand in the conviction of God, says Bad Moon, who is in himself a billboard for God. Absolutely. Coveting dishonors the blessings that God has given you. Yes. 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 Shows character when we admit that we are wrong. Yes, we need to start planning for our family reunion at the Ark. Yeah, I know, but I've got to get through CPAC first. Guys, i got to get through CPAC. CPAC is uh, driving me nuts. I hate doing events. I hate going and doing events because it's so incredibly difficult. You could have used the extra 6000 for your studio, but you are expanding the kingdom of God in your school, says Barbara Peters. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's actually a perfect segue to go to our sponsor, which is the Trumpet Daily. Thank you, Nanny Mae. God bless you. This $6,000 that they are giving us to promote them, $6,000? Are you kidding me? That is a huge promotion. I mean, a, a huge sponsorship. And yes, it's all going towards furthering the kingdom of God. Do you know how much I'd love to use that $6,000 for something here or something for whatever for myself? There's no way I could do that. But folks, it isn't only the Trumpet Daily, okay? It isn't only this Christian conservative uh, amazing publication, network magazines, daily Bible studies uh, that we're promoting here. There's another one. I want to type this in. Let Let me type this in on the browser myself here. Um, there's, here's another website they have. It's called americaunderattack.com. americaunderattack.com. There it is right there. America Under Attack. This is also them. So whether it's americaunderattack.com or whether it's, um, 
Yeah, Steel Pal owes us $6,000. Amen. Whether it's AmericaUnderAttack.com, which is this right here, it's all the TrumpetDaily.com. So TrumpetDaily.com or AmericaUnderAttack.com. Now, they sent me this book as part of their sponsorship. See, look at this. What has happened to the United States under America? In just a few short years, the wealthiest, most powerful, most influential single nation in human history has become dangerously radicalized, divided, and weak. It has rapidly fallen into political dysfunction, social division, economic woe, judicial and legislative compromise, and catastrophic moral failure. This nation is committing suicide at the hands of certain powerful people in government and in society. They are actively, intentionally sabotaging this special nation from the inside. How can you explain this? You need to know what makes America's collapse so shocking and excruciating is that the nation is being attacked from within its own leaders. So again, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's AmericaUnderAttack.com or whether it's TrumpetDaily.com, these are the people that are making it possible for me and my wife to give $6,000 a month in bills. I could not be more blessed. I could not be more appreciative. I could not be more happy. And do you know something? That $6,000 that comes from these guys to, to promote them, they don't even know where this money's going. I didn't tell them yet. But it's because of you that it's coming. Because we have an audience big enough and engaged enough for these people to say, you know what, we're going to give you $6,000 a month. I said, whoa, that's how much the bills are for the school. That's God, folks. That ain't me. That ain't you. That's, that's God. But if you weren't here to listen to the word of God, we wouldn't have that ability to do it. We're all in this together. Heather says, I've been thinking about Isaiah 43, 19 every day this week. Quote, see, I'm doing a new thing now. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? Take off the flesh and put on the spirit every day. Does anybody know who Jim Caviezel is? You should. I would imagine everybody in this chat knows who Jim Caviezel is. Thank you for the $5 donations today, you guys. It, it's amazing. It's to me... Five thousand or five dollars or six thousand to me, I, I I feel the exact same when I see either number. Do not let the heads headlines keep you down. Amen. So how many of you know Jim Caviezel? Jim Caviezel is the man who played Jesus in the Passion of Christ with Mel Gibson. If you've never heard Jim Caviezel's testimony of what it was like to play the role of Jesus and the hell he had to go through in order to get that portrayal of Christ onto the big screen and in each and every one of your living rooms was the most excruciating pain outside of Jesus being crucified. He got struck by lightning, I believe more than once. He almost died. He got hurt. He got sick. He almost could not play the role of Jesus and he got himself up there on that cross anyway. He is one of the most closest men with Jesus that I've ever heard speak. Hearing the cry in his voice when he just speaks about Jesus, especially hearing him speak in Hebrew. Oh, my Lanta, ladies and gentlemen, it will make you cry. I want to play something for you, if you'll allow me to. It's very, very powerful. It's about three and a half minutes. But I'd like to play this for you now. Here we go. God forgives you. And now he needs you to begin again. To accept forgiveness. Earlier I said, God never sends a man into hell. People choose this place. Your choice. God made you and loves you. There's never been another like you. He deemed that you would come here. He asked you and you came. Today, you came. You had the courage to come. And there was plenty parts of the world that pulled you from today from even coming, but you came. Don't you know how much God will remember this? Do you think he is a, a God that's just sitting there waiting to toss you off? You are perfect. There is no one else like you. And without you, he would cry 
So he's coming to you now, right now, in this moment. All he has to hear from you is yes. Yes, you've accepted Jesus, some of you. Keep accepting him. Every time we sin, we deny him. Be holy. Be perfect just as my Father is perfect. Or in the Passion. Ha'ozina otiabui. Kuma bezrati. Shamereni mereshet asher tamenu alai. Bakhakasaya nafshi adenai. Bakhakisiti. Bakhab takti. Ba kulitakehu henkehel kosi demini. Ken lock is far. Lehue di lock is far. Milatil comare he ma haki hida. Hita hivu denale dena, kokaver diana a hevef lukom antun. Hita hivu lukom. My commandment to you is this you love one another just as I have loved you. And if that doesn't grab you, maybe this one will. Your name may not appear down here in this world's hall of fame. In fact, you may be so unknown that no one knows your name. The Oscars and the praise of men may never come your way, but don't forget God has rewards that he'll hand out someday. This crowd on earth, they will soon forget when you're not at the top. They will cheer like mad until you fall, and then their praise will stop. Not God, he never does forget. And in his hall of fame, by just believing on his son, forever there's your name. I tell you, friend, I wouldn't trade my name, however small, that's written there beyond the stars in that celestial hall for all the famous names on earth or the glory that they share. I'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there. Amen. God bless you. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I have no words. If you've not heard that testimony, please go and watch that entire video. It's very long. It's a long interview. But listen to what he had to go through to play the Passion of the Christ. And then once you're done watching that, go and watch where he talks about what Hollywood does with adrenochrome. Now, you might think adrenochrome is a tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory but when you listen to Jim Caviezel talk about adrenochrome and what Hollywood's doing with these children then you'll understand then you'll understand very very hard to hear very hard to hear ladies and gentlemen I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in today and that's with some good music from Jordan St. Cyr called Weary Traveler. Nothing in this world makes me more happy than to be able to talk about God with so many great people. My life was absolute hell for 25, 30 years, maybe more. You keep on giving. I disrespected Jesus, I disrespected God, disrespected Mary, my mom, my dad, my family, my kids. But that's all gone. And now we're moving into the future, ladies and gentlemen. So God bless you. I love each and every one of you. Stay tuned for Sean Farish, Ungoverned. He comes up next. I cannot wait to be back with you on Monday morning at 9 a.m. for some more Rise Up. Until then, guys, I'll see you at 11. Have a great rest of your morning. God bless. See you later. No more searching. Heaven's healing's going to find where all the hurt is. Cause we'll lay down all our heavy burdens Carry on, oh, weary traveler Restless soul You are never meant to walk this road alone